Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, just gone uh, four or five uh, Central African time. Uh, joining us uh, fresh uh, from the Indian Ocean there in the North Coast is uh, none other than our beloved uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein uh, Dhamad Abarakatum. Mufti Saab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me how are you doing this uh, fine, beautiful morning, Mufti? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum, Brother Shafat Ahmed Khan. Jazakallahu khairan to our technicians, Brother Junaid Murta, Brother Dawood Murta, and Brother Riyaz Murta. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd, a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Rabbish rahli swadri, wa yasilli amri, wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim. All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today is the 21st of Jumad Al-Akhirah, 1445, with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. Today we focus on chapter 31, Surah Luqman, verses 25 and 26. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is posing a question to humanity and the jinn the invisible creation, created from smokeless fire. وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And if you were to ask them, Ya Rasulullah, O Mustafa, Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon you, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and ask humanity, the Mushrikeen, the Polytheists, the Jews, the non-Muslims, مَنَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ Who created the heavens and the earth, meaning this entire universe, this entire cosmos, and everything working with such harmony when we look at the sunrise, we look at the sunset, we look at the high tide, we look at the low tide. So everything working so wonderfully, and we see that all Allah rotates the time here in South Africa currently, We're enjoying the summer months, our leeches, our mangoes, our watermelon, and wonderful, wonderful fruits. And there in America, Canada, it is midwinter, and it's snowing, and so forth, and so on. And this goes on year in, year out. So who is doing all this? On the 14th night, you see the moon shining in its glory and beauty. Is this just a coincidence? Is there somebody else besides Almighty Allah? Hasha wa kalla, never ever. It is him alone, Almighty Allah, Jalla wala, and Almighty Allah challenge all the scientists, all the professors, and the entire creation. You all come together, and you cannot create. Create meaning, min al-adami ilal hujud something that is non-existent, you bring it into existence, you give it life, you instill in it and install in it the ruh, the soul, and the spirit. Almighty Allah states in chapter 22, Surah Hajj, 
And verse number 73, They can never create, nor today, nor tomorrow, nor till the day of justice, one single fly, zubab, zub, to drive and push away that fly, and up to return. The fly says, how dare you push me away? Now come back and sit right on your nose, on your forehead, whether you are a king or whether you are a pauper. Even if all of you, the scientists, professors, doctors, and whoever else wants to come together, you can never create a single fly. Till today, which doctor, which physician, which scientist can explain to us what is the rule, the soul, and the spirit? Nobody can explain to us. And if you create, ask them who created the heavens and the earth, then surely they will have to say it is Almighty Allah. When you admit that Almighty Allah is the exclusive Khalik and creator of the cosmos, of the universe, and the entire, or the whole entire world, and the planets, and everything else, and the celestial, terrestrial creation, then, say all praise due to Almighty Allah, at least that much you are admitting to and confessing. Nay, but majority of them do not want to know the truth. Deep down they know the truth, but because of their arrogance, their pride, and because of some hidden agenda, they will say no, that this is happening because of science or mother nature, or it is a natural phenomenon. They will play with words, gymnastics and semantics and so forth. Almighty Allah teaches us human beings, don't be so myopic and don't be so foolish. Everything in this entire universe belongs only, solely, exclusively to me. My house, my farm, my property, my car, my money, everything we say, but for how long? It's yours for 20, 30, 50, 100 years, and then? Before that, to who did it belong? After that, to who does it belong? So we are but temporary owners, temporary users, and then we die or remember that item or that thing is removed and taken away from us. Hence all Allah reminds us, never ever forget the ultimate owner of the entire universe is Him, Allah alone. Lillahi, Lam for Tamlik, for ownership. It belongs only, solely, exclusively to Him, Allah. Whatever is in the celestial creation, whether you look at the clouds, you look at the stars, you look at the sun, you look at the moon, you look at whatever else, everything belongs to Him alone, exclusively, Almighty Allah. You look at the land, you look at the sand. Brother Shafat Ahmed Khan in the south coast, I'm in the north coast, and mashallah, we're presenting it to all the coasts in the world. So that is the Kudrat Kakarishma, the manifestation of the power of Almighty Allah Jalla And that is that showing the world the glory, the beauty, the majesty, sovereignty, authority of Almighty Allah Jalla alone. Everything belongs to Him. Therefore, when a Muslim person passes away, we say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Verily, unto Almighty Allah, Jalla Allah, we belong, and unto Him is the return. Inna Allah huwal ghaniyul hamid. 
Never does Almighty Allah need anybody, any creation, anything, at any time, any place. Verily, Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, He alone, who will ghani, is totally self-sufficient. He does not need anybody, anything, any time, any place. And who will ghani hamid, He is self-sufficient, and He is only one worthy of praise. Daytime, nighttime, in khalwa and jalwa, in privacy and public, we praise Him. Therefore, to keep these names, Abdul Ghani, Abdul Hamid, for a male, and for a baby girl, Amatul Ghani, Amatul Hamid, excellent names. These are the great, great attributes and Almighty Allah's names, which Almighty Allah has commanded us. In chapter 7, verse 180, Asmaul Husna. And Almighty Allah has wonderful, beautiful names. Invoke and call Almighty Allah by His beautiful names and attributes. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, it is still holidays, O Muslim, O Muslimah, O human being. What must you do? Man Jannah, who memorizes the 99 beautiful names of Almighty Allah enters paradise and Jannah. And you can't remember it, no problem. Look inside and recite it, but recite it daily. Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif, Man Ahsaha Dakhalar Jannah, whosoever recites the 99 names of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala properly, thoroughly, you're looking inside the kitab, the book, and then also you will enter paradise and Jannah. So look at the mercy, the benevolence, the grace of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. Use our leisure time in the pleasure of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. The time now is going for 4.15. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Let us give you the news, views, interviews locally, nationally, internationally, and globally from all parts of the world. Listen to the apartheid Israeli terrorist regime and their politicians. Their arrogance knows no bounds. Some politicians of Israel want the Palestinians to go and resettle in Africa. They say Congo is a nice place. So you Haramis, you super terrorists, you invaders and squatters of Israel and occupied Palestine, why you don't go there to Africa? You are not people who belong to the Middle East. You or you look at your names and your surnames. You come from other countries and you invaded and squatted. Squatters there. So therefore, all these are non-starters. And America has said that these are reckless statements and they disassociate themselves from them. You know America are the biggest Haramis. They cut the deal with Israel. And therefore Biden said, if there's no Israel, we'll create the Israel. So it will cause the destabilizing factor there and destabilize the Middle East. And they must be the one in charge, you see. The small policeman and the big policeman. The big Harami and the small Harami. And if you don't understand what is Harami, it means an illegitimate child, a bee. And we call them big bees. 
So approximately 100 people killed in Iran on the fourth anniversary of Qasim Soleimani. We say Shias are non-Muslim, but actions like this by the Americans and Israelis, remember they cooperate with one another, and that is what the leadership in Iran has said, must be condemned, you must remember this, via remote control, and they exploded and detonated these bombs. Innocent people get killed and so forth, but they want to speak about human rights and democracy and observing international law and so forth. So now the Red Sea, remember the Houthis are running the show. America and their allies are burning and they got so much fury and hatred for them now. Denmark and Germany says they're diverting their ships away from the Red Sea and they will no more be using that route. They will come via South Africa or some other alternate route. Bernie Sanders, he is a senator there in America. He says there must be defunding of Israel. Another $10 billion from, from America to Israel. What about our own people? Some of them don't have food. Some of them don't have medical aid. Some of them are living in the streets. Some of them are living in poverty and squalor. And we must give billions and billions of our taxpayers' money to the rogue apartheid terrorist Nazi regime of Israel. He doesn't use all those words. But certain things are not said, but they are understood. We must remember that. So well done, Venice Anders. You must expose them, name them, and shame them, and nail them. Saudi Arabia woke up from its slumber, and it is jumping ship now. It used to always lick, and both lick, you must remember, America. And now, officially, in 2024, it joined BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. So slowly, slowly, they're all jumping ship, we must remember that. What happened there in Beirut that Israel murdered and martyred Brother Sali of Hamas, a super, one of the great leaders of Hamas, and he spent 18 years in the presence of Israel. So Sayyid Hussein Nasrullah, all Shias, and not even Muslim according to us, but he wants there will be some form of retaliation, and the retaliation will be severe on behalf of, behalf of Hezbollah, we call them Shaitan, the party of Satan. Twelve countries are warning the Houthis that if you continue intercepting these boats and ships, then there definitely will be repercussions and we will attack you. Is that so? Let me give you one item of news now which you don't know. So you need to wake up our esteemed listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International and Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, so an American ship was seized by the Houthis and taken to the Qamaran Islands. Do you know what is Qamaran? Qamaran means the two moons. So when you sit on that island there in Yemen and you look at the full moon in its glory and beauty, and then end of the month, that Yuluna month, then you want to look for the... Remember that the new moon and the crescent, so now it's like you're seeing two different moons, one so small and tiny and one full moon in its beauty and glory. So Qamaran, therefore the Arabic language, learn in chapter 54, Qamar. Qamar means the waxing and the waning of the moon, the increase and the decrease. Learn the Arabic language of Muslims. Stop dreaming and wasting time. So they say you want to attack us, we take your ship. 
See, what were things they do? MashaAllah, our Yemeni brothers, Mustafa Rasulullah made three different du'as and supplications for the people of Yemen. Allahumma barik lana fi Yemenina. Ya Allah, give us barakah blessing in the land of Yemen. And for the Najdis, where Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, all that is, he, Habibuna, Rasulullah, refused to make dua for them. Hadith in Bukhari Sharif. These are Najdis, this MBS, Murtad bin Shaitan, and them and his cronies. So we must always remember that. Al-Imanu Yamaniyun. Iman is found in the Yamani people. Strong Iman and faith and conviction. Al-Hikmatu Yamaniyah. And the wisdom is also found in the Yemeni people. All these ahadith you will find in various places in Bukhari Sharif. Oscar Pastorius, he was the Blade Runner. And he became famous. And then on one Valentine's Day, for us, we don't believe in Valentine. He murdered his girlfriend, sent to prison. This week, Friday, he is up for release. And let's see what happens then. Sweden, so there in the Scandinavian country, we've been there to Sweden as well. 10 million people, 1 million Muslims, 10% of the population, experiencing the coldest weather there in 25 years. So it is very, very cold there in Sweden, in Stockholm. The curtain is falling on the ANC. Every survey, every poll is saying, that they definitely going to receive less than 50%, remember, in those elections. When will elections take place? The date has not yet been specified. Whether it will be in March or April, it should be around there sometime, and they will be falling beneath and less than 50%. So very good. So we hope the tell can be taken away from them. Remember that, and maybe one other province, Gauteng, or Northern Cape, dance all the popper dance. Then you will see service delivery. Then you will see them waking up from their slumber because now they realize we're going to lose a lot of things. Cameron of the UK wakes up, remember, and says, Hey, the world, we have to send more and more aid to Gaza. What's happening there is unacceptable, remember this. Let me give you one statistic, you Jews, you Zionists, you Haramis, you super terrorists, and Uncle Sam is behind you. whole lot of you are pakka terrorists and occupiers guilty of genocide, war crimes, ethnic cleansing, and crimes against humanity. 65,000 tons of explosives used in Gaza in the past 88 days. 65,000 tons of explosives were used in Gaza alone in the past 88 days. One Jutla, one Harami from Cape Town, he went there to go and fight. So the baby killer from Cape Town was liquidated and he was dispatched straight to hell. So Alhamdulillah, you South African Jutlas, American Jutlas, anywhere you want to come and fight there, come. And we will tell our Hamas brothers to send you straight, one-way ticket straight to hell. Then you will know what is really happening and what is real life. See this war criminal, Tony Blair. Tony Blair was cutting a deal with the Israelis. And he said, we must now 
go to the European countries and ask them which one will take in the Gazan people, people from Gaza, and then they can get populated, settled there. Otherwise, they'll get bombed to death and they'll be killed here. Now, when everything leaked, Tony Blair says, no, this is all lies about him. And he never said, oh, this really, Tony, your poodle? You think we can ever forget what you and Bush did, the B&B show? Remember, you murderers, you war criminals, you haramis of the first order. There, George W. Bush and Tony Blair, you murdered one million people there in Iraq. You murdered half a million babies and children. Who can forget Madeleine Albright's statement, yes, it's worth it to kill half a million, 500,000 children in Iraq, and all based on a lie, weapons of mass destruction. And you, Tony Blair, and you, George W. Bush, you knew from the start that all these are lies, but yet you went in, and your names are tainted and stinking from, from there, from the White House, and from then the 10 Downing Street to South Africa, that forever you'll be known as war criminals. So now when your whole plan got exposed, you say they are lying. Do you really expect us to believe your story? So the next story we got here, you must remember, is this. Plus minus more than 300 Jewish Americans shut down the Californian legislative and they said there must be an immediate ceasefire. These are Jews, these are Americans, they, most of them may be holding, you understand, dual citizenship, Israel, American, you know how things operate there. But they coming out and shutting down the Californian legislature and saying that we want and demand an immediate ceasefire day in Gaza. Donald Trump fights for his political life. Colorado, they said that he is ineligible and not be standing for, he was a member election then in 2024. But he has appealed it and remember that we will see what happens now. He say only Congress has the right to disqualify a person and not this state and that state. So that goes on for Trump and so forth and so on. And in many, many capital buildings, legislative buildings, important government buildings, yesterday work was delayed because there was a bomb scare in America in various buildings and offices. But the FBI and them came and they did not find anything there. So it was just a prank somebody pulled with them. Last night, mashallah, Aziz, we were there in the Sufi Masjid in Denon Road, where our brother Hafiz Imam Uwey Sufi is. And my brother Muhammad Salim Asmar took me, our Dawood Monli was there, mashallah. So it was broadcast live on Radio Al-Ansar International and on Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba. And we sent out the podcast last night after 10 o'clock. So may all make Allah accept it. Our program for today, inshallah, Aziz, 8.30 to 9 will be Mona Zahid Khan with Brother Abu Bakr Robert. And then 11 to 12, Mona Zahid Khan and myself in the Fiqh and jurisprudence. We discuss Ziyarat in Medina. Which places should one visit when you are there in Medina Manowara? Till today, there are some very, very important places. Sometimes people do not know that they should be going to such places, inshallah. And tonight, inshallah, Laylatul Jumu'ah, the night of Friday, 
We will be in play estate, and that is Majid Mahmood. The two brothers, the Mawlana Badats, are gone for Umrah. Allah Jalla accept everyone's Umrah and Ziyarah to Medina Munawwara and pilgrimage. So our brother Junaid Kuvadia and family and them are there. So mashallah, we will be there tonight in play estate, Majid Mahmood. And inshallah, the program will start at just after 7. And around 8.30, 8.35, it will terminate. So may Allah make it easy and accept it. All of you today, we're giving you an extended show, inshallah, and program. We will cut off the program at 5 or 5.05, inshallah. So all of you Muslim, non-Muslim listeners, you want to pose your questions, so you just send the WhatsApp 084 7863132 and if you're beyond the borders of South Africa plus 27847863132 remember how I always address my brother Shafat Ahmad Khan and tell him kiss keep it short and sweet so you my brothers sisters who are sending in WhatsApp we don't like long long stories Keep it short, sweet, and simple, inshallah, Aziz. My brother Shafat, you're in the south coast, I'm in the north coast. This week, but louder, yeah, the waves are in between. And beautiful, yeah, so peaceful. Jungle ko mangal banadia. In Urdu, they say, jungle ko mangal banadia. And I came here 30, 40 years ago. I just saw sugarcane here. And today we just see development and development and absolutely peaceful and wonderful Yeah, You can hear the waves, you can hear the chirping of the birds and mashallah, you see the noor and you are on all the number plates, you see. And for Natal, and you are from Slanta Rocks. So may Allah bless us all and show us the rocks and the beauty and glory of Jannatul Firdaus Al-A'la. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. Ameen. Mufti Sahib, our question here says, uh, for a better South Africa, new constitution and the advice you gave her previously to better South Africa, will it be advisable for our mother Nalidi Pando to be our next uh, president? Mufti? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We are always bound by the Sharia and we are bound by the Quran Sharif and the Sunnah Mubarakah. The Noble Quran is the direct speech of Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala. And remember that the Sunnah Mubarakah is the direct speech of Prophet Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Said, the Prophet of Islam, peace be upon him, said, Never will a nation prosper who hands over their affairs to a female, to a lady. So therefore, you look at America, that more than 200 years they speak of their democracy. Not once did they have a female president. Hillary Clinton, she thought she was overconfident and then humiliated and disgraced and Trump beat her. Whether it was legal, not legal, that's a separate issue. Second one, you take Israel. Israel had a female prime minister but they never had a female president in their past 75 years. So all this Islam teaches us, nay, we can never want 
and wish for a female president. So in Islam, that is unacceptable, whether it is a Muslim lady or a non-Muslim lady. We support her and we salute her on this particular stance where she took Israel. Remember, she was the most important personality in that to take them to the ICJ and that is the International Court of Justice. And next week, Thursday, a week today, and next week, Friday, they'll be hearing Israel shaking in their boots already and remember making all silly remarks and so forth. So that's the sign of their weakness and so forth because they know the whole world is seeing they are real terrorism, war crimes and genocide and ethnic cleansing and crimes against humanity. So every Muslim and every person of justice should pray. We are AY to all, Maitre Allah, to let justice prevail. And Israel must be condemned as an apartheid state. They should be targeted. They should be targeted with sanctions. And remember, there must be an immediate ceasefire, and there must be reparations paid by Israel and America for the illegal and illegitimate war which they have waged and against the people of Gaza, the brave people of Gaza. Plus minus 25,000 people martyred, according to the press, they, the Arab press, and the media in the Western media says 22,000 people. So how can you justify that when half of them, 10,000 plus, are innocent babies, children, and women, and you tell me that you are defending yourself? This is not self-defense. It is an act of vengeance and revenge. Hannah Goldstein says, uh, good morning, a man of knowledge. I want to know the story of Ishmael and Isaac. The Jews say that Isaac was born first, and you Muslims say Ishmael. Please clarify, because the Jews and uh, the Muslims have different viewpoints. Mufti Saab? Before we clarify that, we need to understand one point. You must remember that there was a prophet and a messenger, and his name is Abraham. Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam. His name, Nami, Ismigrami, honorable name, is mentioned 69 times in the Noble Quran. Chapter 14 is dedicated to him. Ibrahim, Abraham, Abraham means Abu Rahim, the kind, compassionate father. He had two wives. His first wife was Sarah. And she had no children. His second wife was Hagar, Hajar, what you call Hagar. So remember, she also had no children, obviously, initially. So he, Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him. Chapter 37, Surah Safat, verse 100, he cries, he petitions. He begs all, Mithya Allah, Jalla Wala, Rabbi Habali, Mina Salihin. Oh, my beloved Allah, grant me pious offspring, grant me pious children. So that was his crying, begging, petitioning Almighty Allah. And this was already in his old age. So therefore, people were married 5, 10, 15, 20 years and more. And you want the children? So always read chapter 37, verse 100. Rabbi habali min Oh, beloved Allah, grant me pious children, grant me normal children. So all may Allah, Jalla Allah, bless him. But who? But Ishmael, as you will say, my sister Goldstein, 
فَبَشَّرْنَاهُ بِغُلَامٍ حَلِيمٍ All make Allah blessed him with Nabi Ismail alayhi salatu salam. Abraham mentioned 69 times in the Noble Quran. Ismail, the one who listens to all Allah, he is Nami Nami Ismigrami mentioned 12 times in the Noble Quran. And then the story goes on. All Allah mentions the episode, the incident, the event in detail. The dream of a messenger and a prophet is Wahi and Revelation. Nabi Ibrahim, Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him, now sees the dream. And then he relates it to his son. Ya Bunaya, oh my beloved son, inni ara fil manam, I saw in the dream, anni azbahuk, I am sacrificing you. He wants to test his son, his fortitude, his perseverance. Fanzulmada tara, see what you say. Look at the son, he is destined for greater heights. He also will become a messenger and prophet. Twelve times his name is mentioned. He says, Ya Abatif Alma to Umar, Oh, my beloved, respected father, you carry out whatever you are commanded, and you will find me. I'm a very, very patient person. So that is Father Abraham, peace be upon him, and Nabi Ismail, salam. All this continues, my sister. Chapter 37, verses 100, and right up to, you will see, 113. Now, if you go to the ending of the page, you will see that all Mighty Allah speaks of Isaac, Ishaq. So, Ismail alayhi mother is Hajar, Hajara, Hajar, both ways. Tarkhim, you call that in Arabic. And Hagar in English, right? And thereafter, all Mighty Allah speaks about her, that is Sarah and Ishaq alayhi salatu salam. وَبَشَّرْنَاهُ بِإِسْحَاقَ نَبِيًّا مِّنَ الصَّالِحِينَ And we gave great tidings to Ibrahim a.s. with Nabi Ishaq. Ishaq means to smile. His name Nami Ismigrami, honorable name, Isaac, is mentioned 17 times in the Noble Quran. And remember, he came second chronologically. And that is what the Quran Sharif teaches us, my sister. And when the time came of thanksgiving, then also Nabi Ibrahim, Abraham made it very, very clear that first was Ismail, Ishmael, and then Isaac. Where do we find that? Where he is thanking and praising all Allah, Jalla Wala. Chapter 14, verse 39. I hope you are writing down. And if you want the podcast, you contact me and we will send it to you greatly. Remember, anybody wants any of our programs, so you contact me 071 Just say morning Q&A and we will send it to you. Now he is blessed, right? Both wives have one one son. First, Hagar, Hajara, she has, radiallahu anha, Nabi Ismail, alayhi salam. And Sayyidah Sarah, she has, Nabi Ishaq, alayhi salam. Now time for gratitude and thanksgiving. Chapter 14 and verse number 39. Alhamdulillah, illadhi wahabali al-kibari Ismail wa Ishaq. All praise is due to Almighty Allah who granted me this gift for me, Ibrahim alayhi salam, al-kibari in my old age. Notwithstanding that I was so old, 
Yes, Allah, you are Qadiri Mutlaq, you do as you please, Kudrat Kakarishma, the manifestation of the mercy of Allah, Ismail. He first mentions Ismail. So he was first, and thereafter Ishaq, then was Isaac. In Narabi, my brother in Santiago, you're listening in Chile. So send us a message. So Brother Shafat will read it. Ishmael, he was a Jew. He embraced Islam, mashallah. Then Nabi Ibrahim taught us a lesson. When we cry, we beg, we petition Almighty Allah. The Allah sent Bibi Netanyahu, the war criminal, the butcher of Gaza, straight to jail. In Rabbi Verily, my sustainer, Nadisha provider, is Lasami Uddu'a. He surely listens to the supplication. My sister, why we cannot concur and agree with the Jews, with the Christians, with you? That because the Quran Sharif itself teaches us, chapter 3, Surah Al-Imran, verse 67, who was Abraham, Nabi Ibrahim, salam? He was not a Jew. He was not a Christian. He was not a polytheist and idol worshiper. He was Hanifa Muslimah, one who turned away from all the false ideologies. And he was a Muslim, one who submitted and surrendered lovingly, willingly, sincerely to Almighty Allah. You say your Torah, your books, your Bible, your scriptures tell you it was Isaac who was sacrificed and slaughtered. But I want to pose one question to you. Which Torah of yours is authentic? Which gospel and Bible of yours is authentic? You'll have so many different versions of it because the rabbis and the clergy and the pope and the priests have corrupted the text and the meaning and interpretation. Therefore, today as you stand, O Christians and Jews, you know deep down you don't have a single person who has memorized the entire Torah in the original language from cover to cover. That Torah that was revealed to Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, to Moshe, peace be upon him. You don't have a single person who has memorized the original Injil and Gospel that was revealed to Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, in the original language. You don't have a single person. And we Muslims are the only people on the face of the earth, not one, two. We have two, three, five, ten, twenty million people across the globe, male, female, adult children, mostly non-Arab. In our Gaza al-Mubarakah, which Israelis are bombing, remember more than 20, 25,000 Hafiz and Hufaz there alone. So that is the miracle of Islam. And therefore, our submission, our belief is this, that the one who was supposed to be sacrificed and then saved by Almighty Allah was Nabi Ismail, salam, and not Nabi Isaac, not Nabi Ishaq, salam, that is the propaganda of the Jews, of the Christians, because when we challenge the Pope, O oh Pope, you read the original gospel, so in the original language by memory, so the answer came from the Vatican, there is no hope for the Pope. When we ask the chief rabbi of Israel, the rogue apartheid terrorist Nazi regime and Hitler's children, read the original Torah, revealed to Moses, peace be upon him, Moshe, in the original language from cover to cover, so they call me anti-Semite, they call me terrorist. I hope you got the answer, my sister.
Beautiful. Uh, Mufti uh, Amadou Kanu from Nigeria says, uh, Mufti, I would like to know from uh, you why these Hindus, they say they have a religion of peace and they say Hinduism is peace, but we find them in uh, Gaza killing our brothers and sisters. Aren't they hypocrites just like the Zionists? Mufti? My brother Ahmadou from there, Nigeria, mashallah, our brothers there in Nigeria, in Africa, they like to pull the last syllable and last letter, Ahmadou, <laughs> Muhammadou, Shahidu, like that, mashallah. So that is their style, and we love it when they call us, mashallah, highly appreciated. India says that they are the largest democracy in the world. And when they had the Congress and them, none of them are our friends, really. But remember, they were supporting South Africa. They were supporting Palestine because they knew that the people ruling them were people who are racist, the white hegemony, and the people who wanted injustices to continue, oppression to continue. But when the BJP, Modi, the butcher of Gujarat, came into power, he massacred the Muslims and gave his thugs, you must remember, three days to murder and rape our Muslims there in Gujarat. Therefore, America imposed upon him a 10-year ban. He said he's not allowed to enter America for 10 years after this incident. But Modi becomes prime minister. Then they all start singing like a canary because they need India and they need the IT and they need the Silicon Valley and so many other things they need, bilateral trade and what have you. So then conveniently, that is politics expediency. So remember Modi and his sucks there and real terrorists, the BJP, the RSS, you just go to their website and see. So they are very similar to the Nazis. They are very similar to the Jews. They speak of a superior race. And then they tell the people, the minorities in India, whether it be the Sikhs or whether it be the Christians, and primarily the Muslims, who are 220, 240 million there. So remember, approximately in India, in different parts, you must accept Hindufta that this is a Hindu country, and you must become Hindu. And if you don't want to become Hindu, then jau jau Pakistan, jau jau Qabristan. You either pack up and go to Pakistan, or otherwise we will send you to the Qabristan. We will send you to the graveyard and cemetery. My brother Ahmadu, Nigeria, write it down. Chapter 5, Surah Ma'idah, verse 82. لَتَجِدَنَّ أَشَدَّنَّا سِعَدَاوَةً لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الْيَهُودَ وَالَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوهُ You Muslims will find now. And in the future, your worst, worst enemies will be the Jews and the polytheists, the idol worshippers, the Hindus. We never ever said every Hindu or every Jew. You get the good ones, you get the bad ones, you get the terrorists. But in this day and this age, majority of them are enemies, the enemies of Islam and Muslims. And that is the binding factor. The teacher is Israel and the student is India. They teach them, do this, do that. You must remove the special status of Kashmir. You must tell them they cannot have protests and rallies against Israel for their genocide and ethnic cleansing and so forth. So all this is supposed to be in the largest democracy, remember, of India. 
so in the world, and that is India. So that is what's happening, 100% hypocrisy. So now India sends some people there to go and fight in Gaza, and very, very soon you will hear how many hundreds of them died and dispatched straight to hell. So send more, our Hamas will take care of them. And like how they took care yesterday of a South African baby killer from Cape Town. They were laughing, taking selfies, and now burning in the furnace of the hellfire. So that is what our message is. You want to come? You come. And then we will show you where you will end up. You must remember that. For us, it is an honor to fight in the path of Almighty Allah. We are missionaries, and we fight for the sake and love of Allah. You are mercenaries. You do this for the love of money and the dollar and material wealth. That is the big difference. Sivalingam Pillay says, uh, my Muslim friends uh, say that the Bible was written 500 years after, after Jesus. Now I can turn the tables and confirm that books on Prophet Muhammad were written 500 years after his demise. Could you please confirm, Mufti? You must remember, my brother, when you make statements, then you have to substantiate it, my brother. You got the Bible by you. King James Version, New International Version, this version, that version. So many versions that even the virgins are confused and their fuses are getting blown, my brother. Not one of them, not Mark, not Matthew, not John, not Luke, not one of them met Jesus. And therefore they all give their own narratives and therefore there are so many contradictions. Do you even know their surname? You don't even know that. And none of them ever met Jesus, and Jesus met them. So when you speak of the Qur'an, the direct speech of all, Matthew Allah, Jalla is 6,236 verses and 114 chapters when it was revealed on the Mubarak, blessed heart of the Master, alayhi salatu salam, he, peace be upon him, the Prophet Muhammad Mustafa, Habibuna, Rasulullah, sallallahu was recited, there were two panels, two groups in front of him. One small group, the scribes, the kutab, that would write down the verses in the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And not only on paper, whatever they could find, they would write it on that. And whether it's leather or whether it's wood or whatever they found, because there was a paucity and scarcity of paper at that time. And on the other side, the panel, that was the big group, there were the hufas, those who memorized it. Allah bless the Arabs at that time with such retentive memories. Never mind human beings, even the pedigree of the animals they used to by heart and memorize, if you know Arabic poetry and so forth and Arabic literature. So to say that the Quran was written 500 years after that is absolute lie and propaganda. It was written already during the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and memorized by the Prophet, peace be upon him, students and so forth. And each one of the students means that they met the Prophet, and they and they already embraced Islam, or they were born Muslims, and they passed away as Muslims. So how can we say that it was 500 years after that? You're confusing issues, my brother. You're referring to the Hadith, and this is the argument some Orientalists and non-Muslims brought, and so forth and so on. They said that there's books of Hadith, the teaching, preaching of Prophet, peace be upon him, you must remember, were compiled and collated centuries after the demise of the Prophet, peace be upon him. 
Can I teach you something which you don't know? Okay? Write it down properly so that you don't make any mistakes. There is an Orientalist. He is a priest. What is his name? Montgomery. What? W-A-T-T. That's his surname. His first name? Montgomery. And his surname? What? W-A-T-T. And his book's name, the title is The Formative Period. In that book, The Formative Period, he writes, O Muslims, you are the... I'm just paraphrasing him. That, O Muslims, you are the only people on the face of this earth. You have the profile, and you have the biodata, and you have the life history of 500,000 reporters, and that are narrators from the people who narrated, collected the ahadith, and so forth. So we have a chain of transmission. Right to the Prophet, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Imam Bukhari, who was the greatest collector and compiler of hadith, was asked, what is Silsila to Zahab, the golden chain to the Prophet, peace be upon him? He said, Malik, Imam Malik, buried in Medina, Nafi, so his teacher, and then his teacher, Abdullah ibn Umar, and then his teacher, the Prophet, peace be upon him. So, brother, sister, we have a chain going back to the Prophet, peace be upon him. And every person in the chain is scrutinized whether they're authentic or not. Even your Orientalists had to admit to it, Montgomery Watt, who was a scholar of great note in the Orientalist circles and so forth. So remember that no religion has that. So we already have a chain and things were memorized, things were written. But the books, as we got it now, after it was sifted out and so forth, is 500 years, or whatever you are saying, is even a lie 500 years, because it was written already in the time of Prophet ﷺ. But you must remember, but there's a chain going, and none of you have a chain of transmission. We challenge anyone in the Christian world to tell us that these people whose names are mentioned there, they met Jesus and so forth. Therefore, you have such discrepancies. You don't even know which day to celebrate Christmas. You say 25th December. But the Bible says in Luke, go and look in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, that at the time of Milad Isa, when Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, auspicious birth took place, then remember that the shepherds were grazing with the sheep and the animals. Will they take the animals and sheep summertime or winter time? You know December, January is midwinter, then the sheep will die. So therefore, you see, they make your fools and idiots remember that, and they hijack the whole religion of Christianity. That is the Paul. Paul's name, because he was named was Saul, and Saul became Paul. He was a Jew. Always there are Jew class involved somewhere and somewhere. So he hijacked the whole Judea Christianity, just like Zionism hijacked the whole of, you must remember, Judaism. So that is our response to that. In Islam, everything is preserved. Chapter 15, verse number 9, go and read it. And our challenge to you is that you bring for us one. We will bring for every one of yours one million. So that is our challenge to you. Well done, Mufti. Uh, can Mufti please advise if it is uh, fine to pay our helpers interest money as uh, their wages, uh, Mufti? Totally haram it is. Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah, has spoken about riba, about interest, about usury, 
and about Sud, Sud Urdu, Vyaj, Gujarati, and all that. So absolutely haram. Each one of you who's a Muslim, Muslimah, you should be reading chapter 2, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verses 275 to 279, to show you and highlight to you the consequences of indulging in riba and interest. All Allah has made business and trade permissible. Allah has made riba interest totally haram, unlawful. And you know it's haram. And yet you go and do interest-related transactions and so forth. You go back and you return to this illicit, illegal trade and finance. They are the companions and they are the people dispatched to the hellfire and Jahannam. Then they will stay there for a very, very long period. So they will stay there for a very long period. Go read chapter 2, verse 279. Chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 279. This wa'id, shadid, the stern warning. Allah has not mentioned for any crime that is perpetrated for any person. But look at this warning which Allah mentions for people who indulge in riba and in interest transactions and so forth, interest-related transactions. Chapter 2, verse 279. For illam taf'alu, if you don't abstain and refrain from interest, we prepared for a war against all Allah for a war against the Prophet peace be upon him Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This sentence is not mentioned for any crime besides riba. Now it is end of the year, is beginning of the year. You want to pay wages and so forth with your interest money, absolutely haram and so forth. That you must pay with your halal money and so forth. Yes, you want to give a bonus. You want to give something, you understand, to your employees, to the workers, or to any poor person. Yesterday I was at the airport, you understand, Chokok Airport. So I kept some money in my pocket and I'm looking for somebody to give something. Good interest, proper halal money. So one guy I could see, he doesn't look so well, you know, doesn't look so like rich and, you know, wealthy. So he was pushing that, uh, this thing, that uh, trolley. So I called him, sir, take this. He nearly fell down. He got such a shock. He looked at me about three times. So where this guy came and he just put money in my hand, you know. You see, we are Muslims, so before we travel, so now we give out some charity. Oh, Almighty Allah, let us reach our destination safe and sound. And for years, there was some turbulence and so forth, but very nice flight we had, excellent seats and everything. So I told them my fundi story. I say, Mama, look at me, how tall I am. Give me some nice seats, extra leg room and what have you. So Alhamdulillah, everything was sorted out. So the point I'm making is this, for a Muslim person to give wages and you use interest money, absolutely haram, and you're inviting the wrath and the curse and punishment of all Allah upon you. Take that interest money and give it to any person. 
poor Muslim, poor non-Muslim, not in exchange of labor and services rendered. You just give it preferably a poor Muslim, but if you give it to a poor non-Muslim also, that also would be permissible. Otherwise, pay the government, you understand, all their taxes and so forth. You know how they are taxing us left, right and center. So interest is khabis. Their policies are khabis impure. Chapter 24, verse 26. One khabis for another. One immoral for another. One napat, one impure for another impure. So that is all permissible and acceptable. Last two, three questions now, Brother Shafat. Uh, Indran Mudli says, Recently our church undertook a journey to Egypt. We engaged a Coptic uh, Christian, and when he read the Bible to us in Arabic, he referred to God as Allah. I was shocked. So is Jesus Allah? I'm not sure if I'm comprehending well. Apologies for my ignorance, Mufti. No problem. That's what I love. And that's why we have this program. It's only the benevolence, the grace, the mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, that Allah Ta'ala accept us. We can propagate the deen, the religion of Islam to Muslims, remind ourselves that what is our aim, objective on this planet and earth, we have the best and we have that firm conviction regarding that Islam, so we want to share it with you, the rest. So let me give you some history of Egypt, which you don't know, my brother, sister. It was in the 20th year after the migration, Prophet, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, remember that his demise took place in the year 632. And that is in Medina Munawara Gregorian calendar. So go back 10 years. So you must remember before that, 622, so you will find immigrated from Makkah Mukarramah to Medina Munawara. So 20 years after that, you must remember the first of Ramadan, our fasting month, Amr bin As radiallahu anh, and the companions came from this side here, from Gaza and all that Rafa and so forth. They came to Fustat. Fustat was where the big, big markets and tents were and so forth. They conquered Cairo. That time the name was Fustat. And thereafter, remember, they built the magnificent mosque and masjid, 70, 80 Sahaba called Masjid Amr bin As, beautiful, magnificent mosque, the oldest mosque in the continent of Africa. This, this was 20 years after the migration of Prophet, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, now in 1445. So Egypt is a Muslim country for 1425 years. So then you see Egypt today, that you have Islam, Muslims as the national, and Arabic as the national lingua franca, all that is there, and they have a population of Kipti, Coptics, 10%, 12%, plus minus, and then they read the Bible. I got the Arabic Bible, Al-Kitabul Muqaddis. If you go to Lebanon, you go to Beirut and these places, you don't know who's who in the zoo there, because they all look the same. The Muslims also, and the Christians also, and the Maronites and so forth, and they are speaking is the same, their attire, clothing is the same, and they behave in the same manner also, majority of them. So when they refer to God Almighty, they will say Allah, so you must remember that. So sometimes they keep names that are Muslims' names and so forth. So when they, the Coptic Church, you must remember, say that they refer to Allah, 
So whether they mean Almighty Allah, the one and only, or they refer to Him, Jesus, the Son of Allah, as they say, that is blasphemous, and we reject it totally, but you are right that you must remember for the divine being and supreme being, they use the word Allah. So because in Arabic, that's the word you will use. And even if you go to Lebanon, so we've been to all these countries with the help and mercy of Allah. So I give you one quick story. When I went to Beirut, so that guy, I came from Syria, and then he took me to one, two hotels. This was in 97, 98. So I told him, no, I don't like this here. Take me to some nice place. So he took me on the other side. And the hotel I stayed in was called La Medina. So I saw that uh, La Medina, I'm not sure, is a Muslim place. And I still remember they charged us $50 a night because he told us it's off-season. From where the hotel is, you just go 500, 600 meters, you find the ocean there and so forth. Beautiful Beirut at that time. And like urban, like, you know, coastal city and so forth. So when we were going one day, so because I got a big beard and so forth, so there you must remember in a place called Tropolis. Tropolis is Tripoli. You get two Tripoli. You get Tripoli in Africa, and that's in Libya. And you get Tripoli there in the Arab world, and that is in Lebanon. Somebody exploded a bomb and what have you, some casualties, some fatalities. And they say it was a person with a beard. So what happened is I fell asleep in the taxi. So suddenly they stopped the taxi and then I just saw police surrounding with big, big guns and all that. So I said, what the hell is happening? So I jumped off the car. Then I made a big noise. I said, who's your Amir? They got a shock that who's this guy speaking so loud? So he said, why? I said, I'm from South Africa. I'm a tourist here. And what are you doing with me here? You can't do this to me. That I'm the former President Mandela. This was 87, 98. Mm. When I took Mandela's name, they got a shock. They said, where you are staying? So I had the card of that hotel in my pocket, you know, La Madina. I said, yeah. So then they cooled down and they told me, where's my passport? I said, phone him. He'll bring it. So they phoned there, you must remember, and they took me to the police station. And the police in front, police at the back, and one police with us in the taxi. So I'm being escorted there. When I came to the police station, I told the chief, are you nuts or what? You don't understood? So I'm a foreigner here, I'm a visitor here, what must I don't even know what you're talking about and all. Then when that guy came with the passport, they saw, they apologized, everything. But the best part, it was delayed for one hour, one and a half hour. I had to pay the taxi. So I asked the guy, your mm-hmm. grandfather will pay for the taxi. I was so upset with them. They gave tea and biscuits and said, come down and cool down. So every time I used to pass by, they used to wave hands to them, to the big police, you know. So they used to all laugh because they knew they made a big mess, you know. So that is what happened. When you travel, some crazy things happen. So you must remember that Beirut is a city, two parts. You have the Muslim section and you have the Christian section. So La Medina is in the Christian section. When I asked that guy how to go to the masjid, he started laughing at me. He said, do you know where you're living? I said, what do you mean? He said, you won't find a masjid. This is the Christian quarters. You have to go right to the Muslim quarters. Then you will find masjid and mosque. So the whole Arab world where there are Christians and so forth, Lebanon, Egypt, you will find even Jordan and so forth, where they speak Arabic and they speak Allah, they will use the same words. 
But remember, we must draw a distinction and dichotomy. When we say Allah, it refers to Almighty Allah, Wahdahu la sharika lahu, the one and only Allah, chapter 112. And when they say Allah, then majority of the time it refers to Jesus. We reject that with the contempt it deserves. Jazakallah khairan, Brother Shafat. My ears are paining now, so I better go. <laughs> you carry on with your program. And Junaid Mota, Tawud Mota, all the Motas, Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.